Hi, and welcome to Queens of the Paddock, an F1 podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And we're joined today by Dre. Our guest our, star. Our guest star. Hi, Dre. Can, Can you say hi, Dre? Dre? Yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why am I here? We're dog sitting. Yes. We are dog sitting. He's <laughs> dog sitting. Yes. So I had to bring our little guest in. You know, because yeah. we've been talking about a lot of pets throughout all of our episodes. Oh, I know. Like the cat thing, horsey. Yeah. yeah. So this is Dre. Yeah, this is Dre. He's going to join us today for Ferrari. Which is he a Ferrari? He's a Ferrari fan. I think so, because he, like, <laughs> is rocking the white, you know, and Ferrari yeah. is very classic and yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. We needed to get him a little scarf. Oh, I know. It's okay. So. In spirit, he will be. For sure. But we're rocking our Ferrari gear because we are major Tifosi fans. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I, I've been really excited to actually do this episode because you and I, like, this is, I, I would know. say, our team. Um, yes. On Sundays when we're watching, we are just we're like rooting for full them. on. Yes. And we're very upset when we get to what plan F or plan. Oh my G. God. I know. We get so frustrated. We mm-hmm. get so frustrated, but maybe that'll be better this year. Let's hope. Let's hope we stick to plan A and B, except <laughs> for during the first race of the season. Yeah. We don't want to win the first race. We do not. We want to play second or third, and we're totally good with, that. with that. And it's because Strong we don't. Start. Yeah. We don't want the curse. We don't want to get stricken by this curse. Exactly. That has struck the, all the w- race winners. I know. We talked about it on, yeah. what was it, Mercedes? I think so. Exactly. So. Yeah. We're we're gonna be uh, what was I gonna say? Max fans for yeah, staffing. we're Max fans just for that race, just for that race, exactly. So <laughs> okay, so today we're gonna talk about Ferrari. Yes. They finished what? what? Well, before we want to talk about Ferrari, should we correct ourselves? Oh, on yes. our on our snafu. We yes. So last week when we were talking <laughs> about Mercedes, um, we were talking about Batman and how, and how Toto yes. reminded us of Batman. Yes. And then I talked about how my husband had a dog named um, Crypto, Crypto, and we said it was Batman's dog. Correction, it's Superman's dog, first of all. Yes. And then second of all, Batman is not a reporter by day. Right. He is just a billionaire. He's just a rich guy. Exactly. Kind of like Toto. It still holds. Yes. The analogy still holds. We just got some of the details wrong. Yes. And we heard the Batman fans and the superman fans were gonna come for us so and sorry. we don't want that yeah stand corrected i mean we, we are not the fans them. we were just you we're know we got them. a little confused yeah so it's, yes and they're two different totally different batman superman totally different mm-hmm. different universes <clears throat> i mean huge mistake but we've corrected it now yep so. <laughs> anyways getting into ferrari yes now we have moved on to the dessert Yes. Officially. Our we're favorite out of course. Yes. Well, Alex. Well, my favorite course. But yeah. your favorite team. My favorite team, not my favorite course. <laughs> <laughs> so. What's your favorite course? Um, I think I like the appetizer. Okay. Yeah. I, so. I can kind of get on with that because I feel like I, I love dessert, but mm-hmm. I like appetizers too because you get to try a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Hi, Dre. You're going to have to edit some of this stuff out. <laughs> I know. So Alex is fully decked out today. I have my Puma race official jacket. Yep. Shout out to my sister. Christmas gift. Love it. 
Yes. On the back, it says Scuderia Ferrari. I'm wearing my Charlotte Claire red pants <laughs> for his quality day. Yeah. He always wears Like, dress. yeah, it's it's his little good luck thing. Mm-hmm. Today happens to be Saturday. Oh, if only we're a few weeks out. <laughs> Literally a few weeks yeah. out. It's, so. not, it's not yet quality day for real, but it is Saturday, so well, we're, and we're getting, there. And we're like less than a month. Yeah. So. I know. So exciting. And then you're rocking your oh, yes. cute little my Ferrari. Little, my little scarf. Mm-hmm. And it says Ferrari on the back. Where is it? There, see? The other yep. side says Ferrari. So yeah, we're, we're decked out. Oh, absolutely. I had many outfit choices that I could have made. But this is what I decided. You need to post like a little thing from Coda. Oh, yeah. That was like a whole thing in itself. Yeah. See, I like themes. So I love a theme. Love a theme. When we went to Austin for that race, everything that I wore that weekend was like even when we went out to dinner and like going out, it was like full Ferrari. Full Ferrari. (laughs) Went all in. (laughs) I can post the screenshot of like all the different. Because I take pictures of my outfits before I pack them, so I remember. Like what goes with what? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But tell us about what you're wearing. See, I'm, I'm a little more simple in the sense. She's more subdued. I am. But I like, <laughs> I just, my personality. But now I'm just, I'm rocking my like red little silky scarf where Super I um, monogrammed Ferrari into. Yeah, she did that. Yeah. She just did that. Real, I don't know. Very simple. Classic. Yeah, but it's classy. Yeah. And it's classic, like you said. Just like Ferrari. Yes. So. For sure. Okay. They're the so. oldest team. They're the most successful team on the grid. Okay. Um, I, They're the most iconic team. I'm like, that's not even my opinion. I think that's like a fact at this point. Well, yeah. I think when you think F1, you think Ferrari. Yeah. You for know, sure. It, just because like you said, they are the oldest team. Yes. They have competed every single year yes. since the beginning since that they've been there every season every single race they've been there or left the sport mm-hmm. they've threatened to a few times oh i didn't know that yeah so they've threatened to a few times when they were not happy on different regulations and different things that were going on mm-hmm. but they've always come back and because of that they're actually the only team <clears throat> that has a veto power what? Yeah. So, like, if a regulation gets put out and Ferrari's like, I don't like that, or for like, not as one person, but the entity uh-huh. decides they don't like that, they can veto some of the regulations that are in there. And so, they, How do they have that ability just because, because they're the oldest they're team. They're the oldest team. And I think, like, F1 and the FIA know, like, if they lose Ferrari, I mean, there's so many fans and, like, so much money, so much support that mm-hmm. throws itself into that team. Like, if they were to lose that team on the grid, it would be, like, a huge catastrophe for them. Yeah. So, they've got, it's it was called, and we'll probably have to do a whole episode on that at one point, but it's called the Concord Agreement. And, like, wow. they got this veto power as a result of that first Concord Agreement that was, like, back in the 80s or something. And, and nobody else has it. Nobody else has it. That's insane. Yeah. Pretty so cool, and they actually. don't they don't use it very often. I think like the most recent time they've like used that veto power. I don't even know what it was for, but it was like most recently used in 2015. Okay, yeah, interesting. But yeah, we'll have to do a whole episode on that because it's very like intriguing to me that they like hold that power. Well, but I it's mean, because they've been there for the whole time. But that's a lot, though. Yeah, in my personal that I mean, you could do a lot with that for sure. But also, I think. They know 
the power that they hold. And like, if you abuse it, it's going to get taken away. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's why I feel like they don't use it very often. It's only been pulled out like a handful of times. And it also too, they only have that veto power as it relates to like car regulations. Okay, so, so it's like, not like it's not like like so the the ban on making a political statement. I don't think they can like veto that. veto that. Yeah, it's only on like different car regulation things. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay, so their fans again, the Tifosi, the Tifosi, which so, we've kind of mentioned a yes. little bit a bit about when we were talking about McLaren. Yeah. Because they were part of the scandal um, Spygate? Spygate, yeah. They were part of Spygate. And yeah. the Tifosi, we were, were saying, the ones, ones that, that reported the, the Waved the red flag and reported it. Yeah. That fan at the print shop. Mm-hmm. Just saving the day. For sure. For sure. <laughs> okay. And so their fans, I would say, are a little bit unique. Kind of... I mean, I know all the fans are a little unique for each of the teams, but I would definitely say Ferrari has, like, I I almost want to call it, like, the red wave. Like, it's... Well, they're, like, so just, like, enthusiastic supporters and, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, through all of the bad times and whatever, like, they still continue to support the team. And it's almost like a religion. Oh, yeah. I would say... Especially in Italy. Yeah. Especially in Italy. Yes. Like... Everyone is a Ferrari fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then- Hi, editing Alex here. I really wanted to mention this quote from Sebastian Vettel talking about how everybody is a Ferrari fan. So here that is. Thanks. Bye. Not a Ferrari fan. Everybody's a Ferrari fan, even if they're not. They are a Ferrari fan. Even if you go to the Mercedes guys, even if they say that, oh yeah, Mercedes is the greatest brand in the world, they are Ferrari fans. Ferrari- I am a Ferrari. And then, like, it made me think of, too, um, the Ferrari Pope that we met yes, at Coda. Yes, we met him at Coda, yeah. Yeah. Like, he was, totally like, decked so out. famous. Insert picture. Like, yeah. He looked just like the Pope, but just Ferrari. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I was going to say, insert picture. Alex there. needs yeah. to post the photo. I, I yeah. have a photo of her and the and Pope. And the Ferrari too. Pope. Yeah. Yeah, and he actually has an Instagram <clears throat> He does. Like He's got like Ferrari Pope. Yes. <laughs> so you need to go so check it out, see it. But yeah, I mean, that's like, they're so serious about their love for Ferrari. And like, it's like a religion. Mm-hmm. They like live, sleep, eat, breathe Ferrari. True. Oh. <laughs> Just lay down. Yeah. Um, but okay. Go. So also to the team, like their fans and the team itself is called Scuderia Ferrari. Okay. And Which, what is that? Yeah. So I didn't know what Scuderia meant. But then if you notice, you also see Alpha Towery is Scuderia Alpha, Alpha Towery. I, I did notice like, that. Why are they trying to steal the name? Like, what's That's the under. story? And so Scuderia actually means it's like a, a horse stable for racing horses specifically. Okay. And that's like the Italian word. Oh, okay. For like a stable for the racing horses. So Scuderia gets used in. Italian, especially for like a lot of racing teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense because when I was in Italy, um, once they were setting up for horse races, mm-hmm. like bareback horse races through the town square. Oh, wow. Um, in so one fun. of the small towns, I can't even remember, but it was like a big deal. I mean, the whole town shuts down. Yeah. Each um, like corridor area in the town has like a different like flag and culture and yeah. background and all of that but it like now Super it makes total sense yeah so 
Yeah, so the Scuderia, like they get referred to as the Scuderia. The teams are the Tifosi. There's like all this Italian, like just heritage. Oh, absolutely. Just and like then steeped in it. You the know? other thing I, I really love is like, do you ever notice that um, during the races, especially in Italy, they all sing? They sing and dance oh, in the stands. Yeah. And it's just. I wonder what they're singing. I don't know. We should look it up. But it's yeah. like. So my brother, who's really into F1, he was yeah. always talking about like, that's one of the his favorite things. Oh my God. That gives me goosebumps. Yeah. really thinking about it. And it's like, it's like you said, it's like a religion. It's yeah. the It's like, it's, they eat, sleep, and breathe Ferrari. Yeah. You know? I love that. I love that. And I want to say that's what like kind of hooked me onto Ferrari because I'm like, if you're going to be a fan of something, yeah, like go all in. Well, yeah. Be a fan. And like, clearly we've like <laughs> gone all in. <laughs> yeah. See, so, so, so okay. what else about Ferrari? So they started out um, as a team back in 1929 mm. and they were founded by Enzo Ferrari. Okay. So Enzo Ferrari, before he founded the team, he had been a racing driver. He actually worked for Alfa Romeo. Okay. And then Which he, makes sense. Yeah. Like, that the, relationship, the relationship. It's been there the whole time. And so he decided he wanted to start his own team. And this is 1929. Like, this is before F1. Yes. Before any of that was going on. And so he just wanted to have, like, a racing team in general. Mm-hmm. So he starts the team. Um, it, well, he started building cars first. And the cars he was building were actually being used by Alfa Romeo and okay. their racing team. But not in F1. But not in F1 because like that not happen yeah, yeah, It was like different kinds of – like I don't even know if it was like a – Just motorsport. Yeah, yeah. It was like some kind of race. Like they would get together and do races or something. Okay. Um, don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So he started this team and then World War I happened. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So that kind of like obviously – put things on hold and put things on pause. Mm -hmm. And then he started to get into like building his own cars and having his own racing team. And he had the factory in Marinello, which Mm -hmm. is still there. Okay. And that's still their factory. I was about to say, is that still their factory? Yes. That's, that's where they're based in Marinello. And like, I believe that building is still at least in part like that original. I'm sure they did as like, you know, historical. Historical. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to go there by the way. It Again, our Europe trip. I know. We're really trying to, like, we're trying to convince the husbands, husbands. <laughs> to get on a flight. Yeah. Anyways, so during World War II, the factory got bombed. It got, like, hit by some bombs. And it didn't, like, get completely destroyed, but it sustained quite a bit some of damage. damage yeah. For sure. Yeah. So backing up a little bit like how they got their logo with the horse mm-hmm. the prancing horse or whatever that they use that also too it's kind of like a little nickname um enzo was friends with a family that had a son that was in i believe it was world war 1 and he was a like fighter pilot jet okay. person and he i don't know if it was a jet back then anyways whatever so a plane <laughs> a yeah. plane he was a plane he was flying planes and he died Oh, no. But his logo that he used, like, for his plane and whatever was a prancing horse. Like, the same horse that's on the Ferrari logo today. Yeah. On their little shield. And so his parents told Enzo, like, you should use that as your logo Mm -hmm. for your new Ferrari stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Because it'll bring you good luck. 
And so oh, that's he, so yeah, cool. So he stuck with that, and it's still like on their logo. They haven't changed that. It's very classic, like we've been talking about. So has their logo changed at all, really? I over don't the think years, so. Or is I it... mean, they've done different like script and different font and stuff mm-hmm. like that on like the car itself. But like that shield, I think, is the same. The shield, like, with they the have not horse, changed yeah. that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's stayed um, for all those years and. I kind of like that. Yeah, I like I like I keeping – well, I think it, it says a lot about the logo itself, right. that the fact that it can stand the test of time. Yeah. Like, like it was just like a strong – it's classic. It yeah. doesn't need to be changed. No, exactly. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Gosh. We love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm still working on like uh, gemstoning that shield. Oh, yeah. I have not finished it. <laughs> When I finish this, though, it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be great. Um, Okay. So we talked about how he got – the factory got bombed, all of that. Um, Well, then they started to finally get into F1. Whenever F1 started, 1950, they were there Mm -hmm. um, on the grid, starting out, and they've always been there ever since. And they've been strong, like, throughout all those years. Like, they've, you know, kept up winning different things and Enzo when he was running the team like he was really strict and very like um to the point of like where people think he was like a little bit too much like he would push the drivers a lot and he had a lot of drivers that like because he he was pushing them so hard to like win and pass people and like do whatever they would die like literally like they would get into accidents a lot Mm -hmm. and he He was was like kind of crossing the line yeah like almost like a little bit too much much. yeah Yeah. but so he kind of has that reputation um i mean i think it's definitely crossing a line when you push somebody hard enough that they literally like pass away yeah yeah and lose control and yeah yeah yeah. right but you know he was had that passion Mm mm-hmm had that passion yeah. all along. So, um, and we already, t- like, when we started out, we talked about how they have that veto power because they've been in the sport the whole time and, like, they're just... Is he the one that negotiated that? No, no, no. Okay. no. So, well, I don't know. I mean, Enzo Ferrari lived, like, I feel like he was, like, o- almost 100 years old. Okay. So, I'll have to look into that. Ugh. I don't know if he was still around, but they did get that power like back in the 80s and i think enzo was still maybe so alive. alive maybe like not yeah part of it but. yeah like and he was he staying like with the team and part of the team and like involved in what was going on with the team mm-hmm. up until the point when he died okay. like that was like so he was yeah very involved until the end i mean yeah. literally mm-hmm. so which makes sense i mean you have a team it's like named after you and like you've built this over so many years Mm-hmm. So he had a huge passion for that, but okay. Um, outside of that, they have always had a Ferrari engine. They've never used anybody else, anybody else's engine, which makes sense, right? And they've also provided engines for a bunch of different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like they've been in Renault. They were in Red Bull at one point. I'm, am I, I misquoting myself? I think I remember that. Yeah. So Alfa Romeo, Sauber, Red Bull, Toro Rosso. Force India, Haas, and I'm sure there's more in there, too. Mm-hmm. Those are just the ones that kind of stuck out. It stuck out. Yeah. Throughout their whole course of being involved with F1, uh, we said it at the beginning, they're the most successful team mm-hmm. in F1. They have 16 constructors titles 
Gosh. Yeah. And 15 driver's championships. I think the only team behind that is what? Mercedes? Well, or so no, Williams. 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 And then I think it's Mercedes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, Williams shocked me because I remember when we were talking about that, I was like, like, wait, what? But then they remember, we already said this, right. they were they very were so successful, successful like, in the beginning. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. in like the 80s. Yeah. Okay. So most successful team, mm-hmm. oldest team. Yeah. So they were last really dominant like back in the early 2000s. With Alonzo, right? Well, no, it was Schumacher. Oh, okay. It was Schumacher. And then Alonzo. And then Alonzo came in having won, I believe, with like McLaren mm-hmm. or Renault. I can't remember. Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> it was whenever, Renault. Like, so they were super successful with Schumacher. Mm-hmm. I think they won like four or five years in a row with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he retired. He left the sport. He ended up coming <laughs> back. But um, and that's when he went back to Mercedes, whenever Mercedes started. But anyways, after Schumacher left, they had brought in Vettel. They okay. brought in Alonzo. Well, they brought in Alonzo first. Then they ended up bringing in Vettel because mm-hmm. um, Vettel had won championships at Red Bull. Mm-hmm. And so they were trying to like, okay, like let's get a championship winner back in here because like they had been so successful. Well, yeah, they and had the car like, dropped off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Vettel came in. He never won a championship with them, but their most recent one was with Kimi Raikkonen. Okay. In like 2008. Okay, so fairly ish ish recent. Yeah. Yeah, but like nowhere near the dominance that they had at, ooh, at the beginning of like the 2000s. Like it was just like Ferrari, 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 like yep. winning everything. Kind of like when Kinda Mercedes like, yeah, went on that run. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like Mercedes. Um, so they've had some really like challenging years since then. Um, in 2020, they had this huge like controversy. Which, like, it's on Drive to Survive, but the thing is, like, you never get the full story story of what happened because I think, again, with that relationship they have with F1 and the FIA, like, nothing official was ever released about, like, what they were doing wrong and, like, what happened Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. But so, basically, in a nutshell... A lot of the other team, like, they they came out 2020 and they were, like, their car was, like, a rocket. Like, it was, like, going so fast, like, just overtaking everybody, like, mm-hmm. and all these other teams were, like, they're doing something illegal. Like, there's well, no way. Well, wasn't it also when the rules kind of had changed? Yeah, like, there had been some changes in the rules and, you know, everyone always bends things and looks for loopholes. Yeah. And whatever. But so all these other teams were, like, no. Like, they're they're doing something wrong. Like, this is not right. And so... Basically, they all kind of joined together and then had the FIA look into what was going on. Was going on, and the FIA found something. Never said what it was. Oh, shady, shady. I know. Um, and then they the only statement that they did make was like, "Hey, we found something. Um, we told them to stop doing that, and like they agreed." <laughs> and that okay. was pretty much it. Like they never said anything. Like I don't think they got a punishment for this. That you know of. That I'm we know sure, of. I'm sure there could have been something of, like, they had to pay the FIA. Some kind of yeah. under table fine situation. Mm-hmm. But so after that point where they had to basically remove or stop doing whatever they were doing. And, like, everyone, like, rumor strongly feels like it was, like, they had added something or taken away a part that, like, 
cause their car to like be a ton more aerodynamic and mm-hmm. like just go so fast or something with the engine like I, who knows and i don't think we'll ever know the know story. Yeah. what happened um until somebody writes like a t- maybe maybe we'll get mattia maybe, maybe mattia will be salty and mad and he'll write Come a tell all book Oh gosh, that'd be fun. But they need Mattia. to make sure it's in English and Italian. Yeah, well, not just we Italian. can get somebody to translate. Like somebody will have to translate that. Yeah, yeah. Like Ooh. who was the one that wrote a book and I couldn't find an English version? Um, was it Magnuson? Magnuson. It was Magnuson. Yeah, it's in German, I think. Yeah, and it seemed like such an interesting Ger- book. Um, it was Dutch or, or Finnish. Finnish, one of those. Yeah, I think it was fin- Dutch Where's or Magnuson from. No, but I think it was somewhere from like the it like was, Netherlands, yeah, all of that. It was, not like a, it was not like a main language that like is readily like translated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need somebody to translate that because it seems like a really interesting book. Mm. Anyways, but so maybe Mattia will give us a tell all. That would be awesome. And let us know what happened during that situation because I would love to know. But then again, I'm sure Ferrari has a lot of like oh my gosh no he would like well and not only that but the tifosi would probably like come for him oh probably i'm sure sure he would never want to like no you don't you don't piss ferrari off (laughs) there's a lot of italian people that would not be happy (laughs) Um, we're on your side don't come for us (laughs) (laughs) okay so after that point when they had to like remove whatever it was they pretty much dropped straight back. Like they were like puttering along, like with mm-hmm. the back market. It was like really sad. Ugh. And as you know, like as a Ferrari fan and like all these people that are Ferrari fans, to was- see them go from like, oh my God, this is our year. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Could yeah. Be it. And then it was like, pfft, womp. I feel like that's kind of how our husbands felt with AM this year. Yeah, for sure. I, I felt like that. I was like, I'm so out on this team. I can't. I know. Ugh. Anyway. Okay. So but that so, was 2020. That was 2020. So they actually, that year, ended <clears throat> in sixth place in the constructors, which oh, wow. was their worst showing since like the 80s. Like it was like a horrible year. So 2021, you know, they started to come back. Um, Probably learned a lot. I'm sure. Season. I'm sure about, you know, what was going like. What, what was working, do, what, what not to do. Yeah. Right. Um, new driver lineup because they had Carlos yep. for the first time that year. Anyways, and so then this year, they started off great. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, it was, except the curse. Yeah. Yeah. The it, curse. They, they just couldn't, they couldn't make it happen. Like, started off so strong. I think Charles won, like, the first, like, three races. Something like that. I mean, it was just, like, the first half of the year, it was, like, go, go, go. And then it's, like, and then well, the summer break it, happened. Yeah, and it was, like, having all these, like, and, you know, I think a lot of it, like, and Mattia would get on, we we just didn't have the pace today. We didn't have the pace. And that was, like, not the problem. No, I the think the problem was the strategy. strategy. Yeah. For sure. A thousand percent. Um, The problem was, I think, like, just the team management and, like, the cohesiveness. Yeah. I felt like there was no, yeah, like there was no cohesiveness right. with like the drivers and Matteo and, yeah. yeah, and like all the pit, the pit problems that they had. Yes. Yeah. It was like, I felt, and it was so frustrating because like we kind of started talking <laughs> on, like when we started the episode talking about that, it was so frustrating because as a fan, you're like, oh my God, like just watching, like screaming at the TV. Oh yeah. Like again, plan Z. 
Yeah. And oh you're just my like, God, they get on the radio. It's like, it's it, so it painful. Gives you, like trauma. Cause it like does. every, when we were watching races, like the little radio thing would pop up and I'd be like, Oh no. Oh, it's what friend. are they going to say? Yeah. Like, no, don't say, mm-hmm. you know? So it was, it, they had a good year. I mean, they ended up second. They did. They ended I mean, up they second. pulled it back together. They I pulled mean, it together. They were able to secure that second place. It was scrappy, but yeah, they got it done. Yeah. But I feel like had they not had those strategy errors and then like the silly, like, it wasn't silly. It was kind of sad. The driver errors of like when Charles like ran at the French Grand Prix and he ran into that. <clears throat> wall like for no reason well yeah there were so many times where it was just like he made one little mistake and cost them everything you know so you know had they not had all of that though oh they would have been hard contender with for sure oh yeah yeah, they would have been first place like and to be honest driver's champion after the winter break or not winter break summer break they still were like figuring it out and it was close and then all of a sudden it just yeah it wasn't enough no but there's next year there is well not next year this year (laughs) right that's now we're like this season it's the season we sound like the typical like tifosi people oh probably we're gonna it's they're gonna pull it out i have a feeling yeah i do i think they've learned a lot you know well and they have a new team principal they do which is out thank goodness he's gone thank you wait next yeah (laughs) We needed to shake that up. Yeah. So we'll get into their principal, Frederick Vassour. Mm-hmm. Um, he will be new for the team next year. And he's coming from being the Alfa Romeo, Sauber team principal and CEO, I think, was his position over there. Okay. Um, and so he's coming over to Ferrari, which I'm excited for Fred because I feel like I have good vibes with Fred. Like, I mm-hmm. think he... Is a good boss. I think he's he has a relationship with Charles. I was just about to say that he seems yeah. like he already has a pretty good relationship with each of the drivers. Yeah. like so that I think that helps coming into a team Definitely. like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because it's such a, like again, it's such a like storied team. Like you mm-hmm. have to kind of have like an in with them. But yeah. so he managed Charles whenever Charles started. Okay. In F1, because he was on the Sauber team and Fred was the team principal there. So they have that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I th- I just think he's like a good leader. He gives me good, good energy. Vibes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so his background, he's French. Um, he is aeronautics and engineering. And then he started his own team called ASM. And they... An um, F1 team? No, or? no. So they were like in the junior category. Okay. Like um, maybe F2 or... Yeah. F2 or F3. Not sure. So he had started that team and then moved his way up into F1 as mm-hmm. a team principal. So he was first a team principal for Renault from 2016 to 2017. And then he joined Sauber in, 20, mm-hmm. in 2018. And he's been there ever since. And he's been there since. Okay, yeah. so he's been mm-hmm. he's like solidly been with the team. It's not like yeah. he's just like jumping around. No, yeah, he hasn't really jumped around a lot. Um it, interestingly, he's only the fourth non-Italian to run the Ferrari team. Really? Because there I mean, if you and that was so, like I heard somebody talking about like whenever they were having all their issues with like Mattia and the team and all of this like 
it was basically like a thought or a theory was like, it might be because you have like literally everyone managing the team and like engineers and like Everything's all these Italian. people are Italian. So like there's one way of thinking. Yes. Like one way how to do things, how to get stuff done. Well, and their their mindset probably is like it's like why change why change right. what's not broken? Like yeah. they're not thinking outside the box. They're right. doing what they've always done. No diversity of thought. Yes. <laughs> so I think not this to say is a that Ita- not to say that Italians aren't no, don't have not diverse. at all, not at all. But I think it's good to bring in something new, different. something new, something different. He's French. He's been with other teams. Like, I thought I heard someone knocking on the door. Oh, oh. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> okay, I don't you know. Go. Um, okay, so it'll be interesting to see like how he gets along with all the Italians. I think he'll yeah, be fine. I think he'll, he'll be, be fine. fine. I mean, yeah. he, there's already been relationships with them right. to begin with. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't think there will be any issue. I don't whatsoever. think he's going to have problems. Um, so, he recently did his first, like, press conference as Ferrari team principal mm-hmm. on the offseason, obviously. Um, and he got asked, you know, are you starting out the season with a number one and a number two driver? Oh, I'm sure he said no. Of course, he said no. Absolutely. He was like, no, we don't have a number one and a number two driver. But he's like, I am not afraid to, like, throughout the course of the season, like, if there's a clear number one and a number two, Mm -hmm. like, he's like, I am not afraid to make those decisions. Yeah. And, like, in support of the team as a whole. Yeah. Despite if it goes against public opinion drivers yeah whatever because like clearly i would say publicly i think everyone is more leclerc yeah i would say right yeah but i think what he's trying to say is i don't play favorites and i'm not going to you know appease the public i'm going to do what's right for the team right and what's going to get us championships and i think that's great no i think that's a great attitude to have um so i'm glad to hear him say that yeah and like too i think what would have been worse if, like, because you can't really just come out and say you have a number one and a number two, but if he would have said, you can. like, I Red mean, Bull you can. clearly does. Red it. Bull does. <laughs> right. But then, like, you know, that doesn't support that other, that second driver. It doesn't motivate them. No, it doesn't. But I'm just saying there are teams that do it. Yeah. No, for sure. There definitely are. And we'll talk about them. And they definitely do that. Well, yeah, but not only them, but think about Aston Martin. I yeah. feel like they clearly their number one driver is um, Lance, even though son. I know, but even so, though he's not that good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor him. Um, okay, so we'll see. Oh, and then he also got asked in that press conference about Charles's contract because well, both Charles and Carlos have a contract with Ferrari until twenty twenty four. Okay, I was about to say it's coming up. Yeah, until twenty twenty four. And so like they were at you know, he they asked him, like, are you already in talks like to try to extend that with him, with Charles specifically? Okay. And he was like, No, like we still have time um to have that discussion and he's like, I'm not worried about that. Like we have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. And I do think they do have time. I think this will be a a defining year for both drivers, mm-hmm. to be honest, of like, if you want to stay on this team, we need to figure this out. Yeah. Collectively. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. 
Yeah. And then, you know, I don't, I really want to see Charles win a championship. And if Ferrari can't get it together. I know. I wouldn't blame him. I know. Like, you've got to, you got to go where it's going to work out for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, with that, should we leave it, lead into our drivers? Mm-hmm. Who are we starting with? Drum roll, please. Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll start off with Charles because he's number one in our hearts. <laughs> And number one on the grid. And number one usually on, on Saturdays, especially on Saturdays. With that, he has been deemed Mister Saturday. Yeah, right? like his, all his pole positions. Do but we know like, how many pole positions? So I think last year, like in 2022 alone, he had like 19. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think I have it. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. Total, like career. Polls, he has 18, but I think majority of those came from this past year. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Even yeah. though he struggled this past year, I mean, Saturday, I mean, he like you said, he was Mr. Out. Saturday. He would come out. It was the red pants. The red pants. <laughs> it was the red pants for sure. But okay, so Charles Leclerc or Charles Leclerc. Mm-hmm. But I like to say Charles Leclerc. I like Leclerc. Charles. Um, he is a 25-year-old Monegasque driver yeah. from Monaco. This is going to be his sixth year in F1. Okay. And he started out in 2018 with Sauber. Like, we talked about how Fred and him have worked together in the past. And then he joined Ferrari only on his second year of F1, which was huge. I was about to say, that's a big move. Yeah, it was a big move. I mean, he... That's had like a, a rookie coming to, like, one of the top teams. Yeah, like for Mercedes. sure. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that just... And especially for Ferrari, like, that was, like, a super, like, uncharacteristic thing for them to do. Because mm-hmm. um, they've always typically gone with, like, older, more, more experienced. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like, they would bring in, like, a Vettel who had already, like done a bunch of stuff at red bull or alonzo right yeah yeah like they're they would go with like the tried and true like drivers Mm -hmm. and so for them to hire charles and at the time too like his contract with them i don't know if it was his first contract with them but he has one of the longest contracts with ferrari like i think they gave him like five years and they do not do that Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they must see a lot in him, which makes sense, though, because, I mean, even though, yes, he did not take the driver's championship this year, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was solid. Yeah. He's consistently pretty solid. Right. I mean, he has had some mishaps and, like, things like we were talking about the French Grand Prix. Oh, and and that one time where he ran into a wall and he goes, I am stupid. Exactly. But... I am stupid. I am stupid. I switch off everything. Like on grid and stuff, but he's 25. I was about to say that's still really young. He's young. But if you see him off the grid, I think that's probably what Ferrari is so attracted to him by is like off the grid. And like when he does the work, he really seems to put the effort in and the patience, the time. Yeah. Does his homework. Um, 
He's very calm, cool, collective. Like, mm-hmm. even though he's not seasoned in the sense, like we were talking about Vettel yeah. and Alonso, I definitely think he brings, like, an older energy. For sure. He's an old to- soul. He's an old soul. For sure. And I think that's what they like about yeah. him. He's young. He's up and coming. And I think they know what he can be. Right. The potential. The potential. Exactly. Definitely there. So, and I'll say, too, like, what drew me to him initially, like, for one – He's gorgeous. <laughs> I Alex mean, look at like, him. Very. Like, I remember you told me or we were talking last night. And you're yeah. like, oh, when we were first watching Drive to Survive, like, he came up on the TV and I asked uh, Dustin, like, who the heck is that guy? Like, yeah. he is just. Well, and, and like, when I first saw him on Drive to Survive, he was on Salbert. It was his first year. He looked like a child. Oh, yeah. So, like, he wasn't. The, that, to me, I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, he's good looking, but I was like, who is this sweet yeah. little angel, little cherub? Yeah. He looks like a little angel. Okay. Did you see the post um, <laughs> that Ferrari posted? Of please don't jump. I know this is too high for you, Dre. I know. Lay down, down. There you go. Good boy. Um, did you see the post of Ferrari posted? I think it was yesterday, two days ago, it was a black and white photo of him and no. um, some new designers, like, like line this jacket. Oh, Alex. I'm looking. I, like, you talk How about going from this? a boy to a man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you said Ferrari, did it? I think it was Ferrari or maybe it was on his. Um. Okay, Maybe not. I'll have to Ferrari. find it. No, I'll have to find Let me it. look on his. I have post notifications on for him, so how I miss this, Maybe. I'm shocked. Okay, you're going to have to find that because I don't see it on his either. Okay. But yeah, anyway. you're going to need to find that. Keep going. Okay, I'll, so I'll try to search. What really drew me to him, though, besides his obvious good looks <laughs> that we've discussed, mm-hmm. was I felt like he truly like wants this Mm -hmm. he has a passion he has like all of these reasons why like he wants to succeed and like do all this so and he had he like has a kind of like a hard past for like a person of 25 Mm -hmm. i feel like he's been through a lot of hard times and like that first episode it's like i think like the fourth or fifth fifth episode of the first season of drive to survive is like centered around Charles and then Pierre's another person that they feature in that episode. And it was like the next generation. Mm-hmm. If you're like, if you haven't watched Drive to Survive, totally do it. The new season's coming out. Yes. February 23rd. And like start with that episode. Yeah. Cause I loved it. Um, and I've watched it multiple times back. But anyway, so he, like I was saying, had a kind of a hard like upbringing. In that his father passed away when he was young. Mm-hmm. His father was, I think, only 54. His father used to be a race car driver. Well, kind of like dabbled in it. Wasn't like serious, like an mm-hmm. F1 or anything like that. Um, but he grew up, Charles grew up going to this karting course with his two brothers. So he's mm-hmm. got an older brother and a younger brother. Yep. And that family that owned the karting course place was the Bianchi's, which is like Jules, Jules's parents and like Jules's family. And we'll get into Jules, but he grew up going to that. Um, Charles just like really started to get really good at the karting and like wanted to compete and like do a bunch of stuff. Well, 
the family, even though they grew up in Monaco and, like, lived in Monte Carlo and whatever, they weren't, like, super wealthy, mm -hmm. like a lot of the other people are in Monaco. Probably, like, middle class. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, they could only really afford to put one of the sons through, like, all the carding stuff, mm -hmm. and Charles was the best one. Okay. So, they, like, <clears throat> threw all of the effort and money and, and everything behind him to, like do karting and just grow in the sport and his dad was like super passionate about it for him like with him because mm -hmm. charles was too was like at all the races you know cheering him on all of that well then his dad got sick and i don't remember what he had but he ended up passing away and like three or four days after his dad passed away he went and had a race that weekend mm-hmm Competed in the race. Like, your dad just passed away. Oh, yeah. And competes in the race and ends up winning. And, oh, like, wow. just stood on the podium. And it was, like, so powerful to me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is somebody that, like, really wants this. Yeah, you know? like, this is that important to him. Right. Like, and not only to him, but the legacy and, like, his dad's life. Like, yeah. it's almost like a tribute right. to him of, like... His dad sacrificed so much, and right. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make it happen. Like, this yeah. was our dream, like, together. And so, like, I mentioned Jules. So, Jules and the Bianchi, like, the Bianchi family and the Leclerc family were always, like, really close. Mm -hmm. And so, Jules was Charles's godfather. Okay. And Jules was in F1. Mm -hmm. So, he, I think, passed away before Charles's father passed away. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so... He was racing in F1. Like, he was kind of, like, up and coming, like, not rookie, but, like, a younger driver at the time. And it was rumored that he was supposed to go to Ferrari to replace Alonso whenever Alonso was leaving. Oh, wow. Um, So he was doing really good. Yeah. And kind of, like, you know, leading this life that Charles was like, oh, my God, like, I want to do that. Like, that was my hopes and, like, my dreams yeah. and all that. And he was younger, Charles, than Jules. And they went to Suzuka and Jules got into a really bad accident in Suzuka where it was raining. Like it was raining again this year in Suzuka. Yep. Um, so kind of similar conditions. He was on the track. They put a um, crane on the track mm -hmm. and he ran into the back of it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so and he didn't die on impact. Like, I think it was a couple weeks later. Yeah, like, di he but, died from his injuries. Right. But he ended up passing away from this. And so going back to just Suzuka and, like, conditions and rain and all of that, like, whenever they did that race this year mm -hmm. in Suzuka and it rained really bad and, like, all the conditions were terrible <laughs> and then they had a crane on the track – like, that's why all these drivers were so furious. Well, not like, I well, mean, they're furious they for their own safety, be, but, but also, like, this has already happened. Like, this is literally like we're reliving right. a moment. Have we not learned from Right. Like, our what mistakes? did we learn? What, yeah, we didn't learn anything from that. Yeah. So that was why it was like so frustrating for them. And I mean, obviously, besides the clear, obvious points. But so, anyway, so that was his godfather. So he lived through that. Then his father passes away. Mm -hmm. And, like, that was just his dream. And so a lot of the things that he's, like, accredited for him and his passion and, like, trying to drive him forward in the sport is because of his father and because of Jules and, like, wanting to achieve what they couldn't achieve. Yeah. He, he wants to do it for them. Right. He wants to achieve those things for Yeah. Them. Which I love. Like, I'm an like, honor of them. I 
so sweet. Oh, absolutely. I I think angel of a person. But again, I think that's a lot of why Ferrari is so drawn to him. Right. There's something about passion. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, totally. you're you're a good driver. Yeah, but, but there's a hundred good drivers, right? Like, right. there's got to be he has that little. There's got to be the extra thing. Extra. Yes, exactly. So, and then another thing too, I'll say, um, before his father passed away, mm-hmm. he was like really sick, like on his deathbed. Charles goes and sees him, and lied to his father, telling him that he had like signed for F1, signed for Ferrari. And, like, I don't think he said he signed for Ferrari, but he's, like, he told his father, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Like, I signed for F1. And his dad was so happy. And that was, like, one of the last conversations they had. Yeah. And Charles was, like, oh, my God, I just lied to my, like, dying father because he hadn't signed for F1. Oh, yeah. But he was still enough, too. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure in his mind, he he was, like. He was, like, I have to make this happen. Yeah. So, Anyways, then a couple weeks later, like, a, I don't know when that time frame was, but he obviously ends up signing for F1. Now he's on Ferrari. And he told the story, like, Will Buxton was interviewing him. And this is, like, a really old clip. I'll have to find it. Mm-hmm. But I watched this clip, and I literally cried. No, I'm literally like, sitting here right now with goosebumps. I like, know. Uh, like, in a spe- yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, my father has done absolutely everything uh, for me to arrive here. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he's not uh, here anymore to, to see uh, where, where I arrived. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I remember last year, before I actually signed for him, uh, for here, uh, I told him I, I had signed for uh, in Formula 1 to make him happy. Uh, we knew the end was nearer. And uh, I'm very happy to have managed to do that, and that now I'm in uh, I'm in uh, I'm in Monaco racing in Formula One, and that he can uh, see that from up there. I didn't know that. That's that's choked me up a bit. <laughs> um, okay, uh, right. Questions, questions, questions. Um, which restaurant uh, to visit when you're in Monaco? Uh, yeah, lots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots uh, of... And especially for me, I, like, I think about I'm so close with my dad. And, like, that's my... That's my... Like, that's all I have is my dad. And no offense, I would totally do the same thing he would do. Like... to make him happy. Well, not make him happy, but show him that it it wasn't all for nothing. Right. Oh, 100%. You got me there. Yeah. We did it. Like... I'm going to get emotional. Okay. Okay. Sorry, we got to move on or yeah, else I'm going to like. <laughs> but, like, but that's the emotion that like he brings out in people. And I think going back to what you were saying, that's what Ferrari sees in him. He's like, he's more than just a driver. Yeah. He's like an exceptional human being. Exactly. And that's why we love him. Yes. Well, I mean, many things, but like for me, and he's I gorgeous. Think, Don't forget that he's gorgeous. <laughs> I think for me, honestly, like I knew that kind of backstory. I didn't know as yeah. much. I think. Charles went up like twenty notches in my book. I know, because like, how can you not love him? Yeah, literally. Yeah, especially compared to like some of the other drivers, like Lewis and. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, but okay. So a little bit more on the lighthearted side with Charles. So he's currently single. Yes. Um, he just got out of a relationship. His ex girlfriend Charlotte Cine. They had been together for a few years, probably. Um, But interesting. Drama spicy. Oh, gosh. 
with them. So whenever they got together, so Charles had another girlfriend. Her name was Giada. Mm-hmm. Um, they broke up and it, they broke up like right before Charles went to Ferrari. Okay. And it basically like the understanding of why they broke up was because he wanted to, he was going to Ferrari. Like this is his dream. Like he wanted to put all his focus and attention and time obviously into doing that. And so he was like, I got to break up with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair fine. enough. Fair. Well then like pretty much almost immediately he starts Started dating saying. Charlotte <laughs> who happened to be like really good friends with the previous girl, Gianna. Oh God. But then too, like, so, you know, I, I love my internet gossip, but I've read a bunch of different places. Like Monaco is, I mean, it's a small, Oh, it's tiny little principality, you know, like mm-hmm. they're like, everyone knows each other. I think that's part of the reason why it's like, okay, well, why are you like trying to hook up with your ex-girlfriends? Good friends, like it, yeah. they just all happen to be in that age group and in that and same lifestyle. Yeah, I was so say, like, same they all know each circle. other. Yeah, they all know each other, so it's like not that hard for that to happen. <laughs> and again, like I'm sorry <coughs> if I'm Charlotte and Charles comes up and he's like, "Hey, like I like you," I I would betray anybody. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Full disclosure. Oh, being honest. <laughs> Oh, Alex. <laughs> oh, my God. My husband's going to divorce me. It's fine. <laughs> um. Anyway, so, like, that he had that going on mm-hmm. in the past. And so then he got with Charlotte. And now they're broken up. Yes. Well, there's already a rumor that he's dating a different girl. Okay. I don't think it's true. Even if it is, who cares? Even if it is, who cares? It's fine. But there's this girl that, like, people in Monaco have, like, seen him with, quote-unquote. Her name is Alexandra St. Malou. She's got a private Instagram, so I couldn't stalk her. <laughs> um, but, probably for a good reason. Pro- probably for a good reason. But I did notice that one of Charles's, like, best friends, his name is Joris, which I'll have to oh, – let me do a segue on that for a second. But so one of his friends follows this girl. Okay. On Instagram. So I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Or maybe they all or just, maybe hang, they out just the all same, hang out in the same, same group. Yeah. I think it's really that. It could I be that. And maybe the it's group. the beginning of something. Right. And of course, the girl's gorgeous and signs, whatever. Anyways, so what I wanted to say about his friend, like, I feel like, and this is not something that we've talked about, but a lot of these drivers will, like, find, like, these pseudo fake jobs for, like, their best friend. Oh, yeah. To be like, so that their best friend can like hang out with them all the time. I mean, no offense. I would do that. Uh, yeah, like, sure. Like, if, if it was something and you like ended yeah. up starting your own podcast by yourself <laughs> and all of that, <laughs> I feel like you'd be like, oh, Courtney's going to do this. Like, yeah, Courtney's because, like, you're going to be involved. Well, I was going to say, because yeah. think about it. It's a lot of pressure. Right. There's a lot going on. Right. So I feel so like to have your best friend. Yeah, yeah. To provide some like normalcy right. to yeah. your life. Yes. No, so it's smart of them. But, like, I've noticed, like, a few of the drivers have done this. So, mm-hmm. like, Charles definitely does this with Joris. And, like, Joris is, like, his photographer slash, like, videographer. <laughs> so he's basically there to, like, just take his pictures. Yeah. But they, like, ha- they get to hang out all the time. Yeah, and, like, yeah. he goes on all these trips and, like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. I would love that. That'd be Like, fun. how lucky is Joris? Yeah. And then uh, Lando does it, too. He has a friend named Max that, like, kind of just hangs, hangs out, out with him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, 
But okay, so back to Charlotte. So Charlotte, this one I kind of believe. Okay. So Charlotte has also been rumored to already have another beau. Okay. If you will. (laughs) So the guy, though, that she's dating, quote unquote, is this guy named Creed McKinnon, who was on the most recent episode or season of Too Hot to Handle, which is another trash show on like no idea what this is. Okay. So Too Hot to Handle, it's kind of like Love Island. You know Love Island? No. Okay. So it's basically like a reality show, like a reality dating show on Netflix. It's trash TV, hundred percent. Okay, I was like, it, just call it trash TV. It's trash TV. You don't need to give Total me the trash rest TV. Of it. I haven't watched it. I watched the first season. I haven't watched this new season with this guy. Mm-hmm. But by all accounts, and like all people that have watched it, said that he is the like dirtbag dude from the season. Oh, lovely! Great, great choice to. <laughs> To follow up Charlotte Claire with the dirt bag person from well, Too Hot to Handle. Maybe she just needs the bad boy thing. Maybe she does because yeah. Charles is not he's no. not a bad boy. Yeah, not or at least not giving those vibes. No, yeah. at all. So this Creed McKinnon guy, dirt bag dude from the show, but the reason why people are connecting them is because they both recently went to the Paris like Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. whole thing and they weren't seen together or posting pictures together but like charlotte went to like some bakery and got a croissant and then like 30 minutes later this dude's at the bakery posting a picture of a croissant yeah and like you know whatever kind of like those kind of things and then they both follow each other and she's been liking like every picture that he posts and he posts a ton of like shirtless like whatever pictures yeah so whatever if she's having a good time like courtney said maybe she needs a bad boy in her life I don't know. Or maybe he's just good to her. Who knows? We don't know. Anyways, just interesting. Just juicy. Just gossip. Um, Also, Charles has an Instagram that's private. Mm -hmm. And I tried to request him on there and he didn't accept me. It's fine. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm sure he's trying to keep that one piece of his life. Right. Of his life just private. But it is funny because I have noticed. I told you I have post notifications on. Yeah. For Charlotte Claire, and he'll post some stuff, and like if I'm like around my phone, uh-huh. which is almost always, like I'll click on it and like go look, and some of the stuff like he posts it to his public page, then he'll delete it because I feel like he accidentally is like, oh crap, like that's I I, I used the wrong one. Yeah, I posted that on Maine. I shouldn't have posted it on <laughs> Maine. Gosh, so just a little funny tidbit with him. Um, outside of that, he. Loves to play the piano. Okay. He's just like a soulful That's what I'm saying. Human. He's an old soul to me. Yes. Yeah. So he loves to play the piano. He'll post videos of himself playing the piano sometimes. And he does like fairly decent. Yeah. Like he's doing good. Um, <clears throat> He is also into like a lot of the younger drivers, the sim racing, the yeah. kind of gaming, streaming vibes. Um, He has some interesting fashion choices. Sometimes he does when he's not wearing like because when you see him on the track or like those weekends, like he's, he's always like wearing like a Ferrari shirt and like a Ferrari shirt and, and like jeans, the, yeah. And like he's very like wears the Ferrari stuff, like yeah. team outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you see him off the track, some of his fashion choices are a little bit strange. But it's fine. I appreciate to it. each his own. I was about to say, Alex, you have no room to talk about. I, out there. Are you saying that my 
outfits are bad. No, I'm just saying that they're you, loud. That's they're exactly loud. like you yeah. are willing to push the boundaries way right. more than anybody else. Right. And so, like, <laughs> you see him a lot wearing like really loud pants for some reason. Oh, I've noticed nice. that's kind of like his thing. I, like, I think that's better than anything else being loud. Yeah. Like, he'll wear like some very, he has some interesting pants choices. But some of them people hate, and I'm like, I like those pants. I think they look good. So, you know, like like Courtney said, to each his own. Um, last little thing on him is that he has his own brand of, like, carding carts. Like, he's made these, like... Oh, that's Charlotte so Claire- fun. Yeah, like, little carding carts. And, like, you can... Like, if you were into carding, like, you could go buy, like, a Charlotte Claire cart. Okay. And recently, Toto's son, Jack, was seen... In a Charlotte Claire cart. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. So then I wonder if uh, Charles's little brother used them when he started carting. Probably. Well, I don't know how long he's had those. Oh, okay. Um, but, oh, that's one thing we I forgot to say. Like, his younger brother now, Arthur, is, yeah. is in F2. Yep. And he's doing fairly well. He is. So, so maybe we'll see, like, yeah, the that duo. really interesting. Wouldn't that be two brothers have two brothers ever been on the grid at the same time maybe like what about ralph and and michael i don't know you need to fact check this fact check insert here (laughs) editing alex here and i was actually surprised to find out that there's been a lot of brothers that have raced alongside each other in f1 um probably the most famous duo would be Michael and Ralph Schumacher, who both won F1 races. Um, All the other brothers, there's Jill and Jack Villeneuve. Um, Who else did I read about? Jackie and Jimmy Stewart, the Fitzalpaldis. There's actually like a ton, Um, but the most famous and successful ones would be the Schumachers. Anyway, it's kind of interesting to see what would happen if both of the the LeClaire boys were in F1 together. I think they would rival the Schumachers. Okay, that's it. Bye. I like to do that because then when I'm editing, I know where to live. <laughs> I leave myself a gap. Oh, gosh. Okay. okay. So what else with so, Charles? We'll get into talking about Carlos. Yes. I mean, I could talk about Charlotte Claire all day. I know, but, but Alex- there is another driver on the Ferrari. <laughs> there <team>. is, and, <laughs> he, and he's a solid driver too. Yeah, like I don't want to sit there and be like no, he's, he's like a nobody. I mean, no, yeah, he's, he's a good, he's good driver. He's a solid driver. Um, okay, so Carlos Sainz is our other Ferrari driver. Yes, and he is a 28 year old Spanish driver. So he's from Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this will be his ninth year. In F1. So he's a little more seasoned than yeah. Charles, but yeah. not he's, by he's much. He's got some more experience. He's been with a few other teams. Um, so he started in 2015 mm-hmm. in F1, and he was on the Toro Rosso that is now Alpha Towery, but it used to be Toro Rosso. Anyway, so he was on that team, and he had been part of the Red Bull Driving Academy. I was just about to say that. So he was really part of mm-hmm. that group. Yeah. To okay. start out with, he was... He came up through, like, I don't think he did F2 or F3. I don't even know if that was a thing back then. Anyways, I'll have to look that up. But he had been on that Red Bull 
Driving Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so started out with Toro Rosso, and he was like part of that Red Bull like family for a while. For a while, yeah. Which I didn't know that about him really. Um, you know when I realized that about him is when they did the tribute for Dietrich Mateschitz. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was standing up there with like Max and yes, I Checo do remember that. and like all the Red Bull Alpha Tauri people, and I was like. What is he doing? Somebody needs to tell Carlos that, like, he's standing in the wrong area. Or you never know. Like, he could have just had just, like, a personal relationship with him. But not, like, as, like, he was part of that group. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But so then it ended up, like, he was. And I was, like, interested to find out, just a little tangent on that, but, like, there's a ton of dry, like, I mean, majority of the grid, basically, like, has some kind of affiliation with Red Bull. Oh, okay. Driving Academy. So, like, you've got Carlos, you've got Alex Albon was yes. part of that. Obviously, Max, obviously, uh, Checo. Pierre. Pierre. Mm-hmm. Yuki. Yuki. Yep. Now, Nick DeVries. Um, oh, you already said Ricardo. Carlos. Yep. Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all of these people, like, they've have, a, like, a ton of these drivers have background with them. Yeah. So, anyways, just a little side note. Um, but, okay. So, he started out with them. And he was on that team until 2018. He was on Toro Rosso until 2018. And then at that point, he was still like a Red Bull driver, but they loaned him to Renault for a year. Oh, really? Yeah, which was weird. I've never heard that. Yeah, so like, because Red Bull and Renault had that engine, like power unit. Yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. I knew that, but I'm just saying, like, I've never heard of a team, a team loaning. loaning somebody like for a whole season. Hmm. Okay. So, anyways, they loaned him over there for a year. Okay, and then after that year, they decided Red Bull decided like they were not going to continue with him on their driver driving academy. Okay, and so at that point, it was kind of like, okay, like, is he going to stay with Renault or like what's he going to do? And then he jumped to McLaren mm-hmm. um, in 2019. So he was with McLaren 2019 until... In 2020, I think. Right? In 2020, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he joined Ferrari. But, like, he... The deal that was made for him to go to Ferrari... Like, so he was on McLaren for 2019 at, like, the very beginning of 2020. Like, whenever COVID was going on. And, yeah. like, like their season kind of got, like, stalled. All, like, jumbled up in, in Australia. Right. Yeah. And so, like, they go home. They're, like, basically on this, like, break. Like, waiting to hear mm-hmm. what's going to happen. During that time period is when the contract with Ferrari was negotiated for him. Oh, wow. So, and... I read and heard him talking about this in a couple different interviews. Like, his dad was a huge part of, like, brokering that deal. So, his dad, Carlos Sainz Sr., mm-hmm. is, like, a very famous, like, rally driver. And mm-hmm. he still competes to this day. Oh, okay. Um, and he's won a bunch of stuff, like, super successful in rally driving and Carlos recently went and watched him doing some rallying stuff and, like, it looked awesome like his dad looks like a badass and he's like in his 50s hmm yeah it looked amazing anyway so his dad brokered this deal for ferrari to take him in 2021 okay 
I'm sure McLaren's not thrilled about that. Of course not. Yeah, because they had a great thing going, like yeah. him and Lando and like the team dynamic. And like Carlos was a great driver at McLaren. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was working well. Yeah, he was like, like I, I haven't seen besides Lando really like other, like Ricardo came in. <laughs> You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't. But good. Carlos and him were very. Yeah, yeah, they were good, and like, and he understood that car. So it was kind of like, a shock. I would say, shocking. Yeah, for when he went from McLaren to Ferrari, but like, then again, it's like it's Ferrari. It's Ferrari. You don't so turn like, that. Of course, down. you want to go to Ferrari. Yeah. No, duh. Like, of course. Yeah. So anyway, that deal gets brokered, and like he's talked about, like the kind of the orchestration of that deal and it being super awkward because like they were at home like it was covid Mm -hmm. so all this stuff was done over like zoom calls and like he was like in his kitchen like talking to people on zoom and like trying to figure out what he wanted yeah Yeah. um so he ends up signing for them but then has to finish out like 2020 with with mclaren yeah which was awkward but anyways, I mean, like we said, like he really jived with Lando. They still have a great relationship. They do. Which Car is... Lando. Yeah. Car Lando. Yeah. Like just like off the track and off the grid. But like even like on race weekends, like you'll see them like talking to each other a lot and yeah. like hanging out. Um, so they're really close friends. But okay. So he joined Ferrari then in 2021 and 2022 was his second year with the team. Okay. Um, and so he finished in fifth place okay. with 246 points. Um, he has, and I have to give him a little credit because yeah. he's kind of like, um, who, uh, Checo. Mm-hmm. He, there was multiple times he took one for the team Yeah, for Charles. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did. So like hearing that he finished fifth, I'm like, he is a much better driver than fifth but i right. feel like there are multiple times Where he, he like kind of sacrificed yeah he sacrificed for the team yeah to, you know and there was times that he would be on the radio and being like i have i have the pace today mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. so i mean i give and it to him i think i mean this the two of them together like that dynamic is like a winning dynamic because they both want it yeah so badly mm-hmm. but like they want it so badly, but then they also respect each other to the point of, like, I'm not going to run into you to ruin both of our shots. You well, know what I mean? And at the same time, I feel like in situations, he he did what's best for the team. Yeah. Unlike Max, I look back and there was times where I'm like, you could have. You could have done it. Right. And I know, I know the team, whatever, blah, 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 mm-hmm. all of that, politics, whatnot. But now look. You yeah. didn't get second place yeah. for your teammate. Right. So just saying, I want, I want to give, you know, Carlos a, a solid shout out, shout out for being like, right. Credit. That, yeah. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And so like, to your point, like, so he's kind of jumped around, like he's been on a lot of different teams mm-hmm. and he's never really been thought of as like the number one person or like the golden boy person of that yeah. team. Cause like, he was at McLaren. McLaren's a very heavy Lando team. Like, yeah, Lando is clearly their future. Yeah, and then now it's kind of like at Ferrari. Like, I mean, everyone loves both of them, but I feel like again, it's like there's a clear favorite. Yeah, clear favorite. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, he's got a lot of really good points. <laughs> like, he's a great team player. He's also gorgeous. He is. He's also gorgeous. But I will say, like, I find him more attractive. 
than Charles? Yeah. Really? I don't know why. I feel like whoever is in charge of the Ferrari Instagram posting social media, like their social media manager has it out. No, he has it out for Carlos. Oh, no. He or she, I don't know. I don't know, but like, I don't know why you think that though. They post some awful pictures of him but then there's Hold some on. really good ones well of course there's i mean because he's gorgeous so like it's hard to find a bad picture but they will post the most unattractive photos of carlos Sainz, and i'm just like that's rude guys like here's one like why are we posting that yeah you know and i'll when i see them i'm gonna send them to you but like <laughs> they're you know they'll post Charles and he's like gorgeous, and yeah, looks, like, like shining, like there's yeah. like halos coming out of like his face, and then they post Carlos and he just looks derpy, yeah, like an angry it's, bird. It's mean. I'm like, you guys need to stop doing that. It's mean. They do him dirty. Oh god, they do. Um, but okay, so his personal life. Oh, he's also managed by his cousin, which is like kind of kind of like how these other guys are like bringing around their best friend. Yeah, Carlos but his, his cousin. cousin, his cousin actually, I feel like, yes. really is wants the oh, absolute best for him. Yeah, and he is trying to negotiate everything, all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. but and so. his cousin's name is Carlos too, so yes. it gets confusing. But um, he goes by something different. I think um, there's like a nickname for him. I think I don't remember what it is. Google. Okay. It. But we'll, yeah, we'll there is, that. but you know what I'm saying? It's not like, yeah. Editing Carlos Alex here, his nickname by. is Gakko. Like, um, so they call you know his cousin Gakko. Like, That's it. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Look that up. Okay. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, okay. So his girlfriend. Okay. So he's dating Isa, but her full name is Isabel Hernes, but we call her Isa. Isa. For sure. I like that. Isa. Yeah. And, of course, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful, sweet, um, kind of quiet. Like, she doesn't really do a whole lot as as far as, like, on social media, like, posting a bunch of stuff or anything like that. But she is a fashion journalist and, like, into PR and stuff. So she has, like, a job that mm-hmm. she does. Um, and they seem really sweet together. They've been together for a long time since – like, and there isn't, like, an official, like, they started dating, like, on X date, but since yeah. at least 2017. So, as long as seen, he's been in F1. Right. They've been They've together. They've been together. Okay. Um, and she's also Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot about her, like, no juicy gossip with her. But I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. She's more low-key. She yeah. pops off some great outfits, too. <laughs> she always looks good. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I like the drama, but sometimes I'm like, can we just She's be no normal? Fuss. Yeah. yeah like no, no fuss. fuss. Yeah. Simple. Mm-hmm. Easy. Going. You know? Yeah. So. Totally. Yeah. So what else about? I think that's all I've got on them. <laughs> Simple. I know. Easy. Just like a cool like hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are going to be some things you'll have to edit out. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. For sure. <sighs> um, But I mean our favorite team yeah and we're we super excited valentine's day is their release date Launch for their day. new vehicle 2023 yes. yeah so it's coming up i'm hoping it's not a huge like letdown like the red bull one just was which we're gonna have a whole episode on all the car launches yeah but, but that was with underwhelming that, with that i feel like theirs won't 
but Ferrari doesn't change their car very much. Yeah. They're very, like, they stick to, again, it's, classic. it's the logo. They've kept the you same logo. What I want to manifest. What? Black fireproofs all year. I don't know. I like the red. No, the black was so good. Like, we can do the red bl- on the outside. Yeah. Do red on the outside, but that black, Courtney. The black did look nice. The black. Hold on. If I could if I could pick one thing, it would be that. It's like, better than the yellow. I did not like the yellow. Just, like, give me that mm-hmm. underneath. Yeah. Like, underneath. And let that be red and then let that be black with the yellow accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was it not a fan so of the yellow. And you know what else I want to manifest on that car is the wing. When they did the yellow weekend. Hold on. I'm trying to find the yellow weekend. They had the rear wing, and it said Ferrari in yellow. Do you remember this? Yes. I'm, I have and mixed like, feelings. What, okay, so this is what the car looks like normally. Yeah, with okay? the black. Yeah. And it's just black, and it's plain, and there's nothing there. Like That is a missed opportunity for some kind of sponsorship or... Maybe Ferrari doesn't want the sponsorship. No, but... Okay, so that's fine. Then put the... put. Ferrari, Ferrari across that <laughs> how they did that one weekend when they did the yellow car or the not the yellow car all the yellow stuff yeah yeah yeah. and it said for I'm like why don't it's they like a keep yellow that outfit. all the time I don't know okay I'm having such a hard <clears throat> time I have to edit this why don't you just google it instead of insta oh my god you're totally right <laughs> wait hold on I gotta go back because I just saw this <laughs> oh god <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, okay, hold on. Ferrari yellow weekend. <laughs> Here. Oh, okay. Like I did like that. Let me see. Yeah, look at that. I mean, I why did. don't they have that all the time? They need to I have that all like the time. I didn't like the yellow up top. Okay, that's fine. We can yeah, yeah. that. The but just that on that rear wing. It did look cool. Ferrari when it's normally blank. Or if you did it in red. I would like the Ferrari. In I, red, fine. Whatever. That's fine. I but think even in white. White would look nice. Even in white. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that, Ferrari? I don't know. That's a missed opportunity <clears throat> to have some kind of product placement right there. And true. what better product to place than your own team? Yeah. Very true. Very Historic, true. iconic. Well, maybe she's manifesting it. You I'm never know. It. Maybe we'll see. Come we'll February fourteenth, light a candle. <laughs> Open another bottle of well, oh, Ferrari. Hey, we've been drinking Ferrari Brut. Yeah, cheers! And this is also the champagne that they use to celebrate. That's right. Every single race. Yep. So make That's sure you try it. Today. It's fabulous. It's great. We're drinking the rosé in honor of Ferrari mm-hmm. to bring pink, red, all of that vibes. All the vibes. So. Love it. Love vibes. Yep. Um, oh. But yeah. So this was our dessert. Um, we've got one more episode one for more Meeting the Grid, a 2023 yes. Grid. Mm-hmm. That will be coming out hopefully next week. Yeah. And Red Bull, like you said. Yeah. And then we'll kind of start getting into all the all cars. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. All and this, the, the launches. The launches. Yeah. Our favorite drivers. That's right. Um, what, the season. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we have to do our season predictions. Season predictions. Who's going to have the Latifi award for the year? Still coming. (laughs) So, yeah, that's all to come on what? Queens of the Paddock, an F1 podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. 
And thank you again. And I'll leave you with, oh, wait, we before we are on iTunes, iTunes. Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, what? Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can watch us on YouTube yep. and Spotify with video. Um, and we're on Instagram yes. at Queens of the Paddock. Yes. And hopefully soon Twitter. And, and Facebook. We forgot Facebook. about Facebook, too. I know. So, well, hopefully you can find us on all of your social media outlets. And we'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah. Lights out and away we go. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Dre.